previously on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we watched Downton Abbey Season 4, Episode 6. Now, there were some interesting plots that were started. So, Lady Edith found out she was pregnant, and Charles Blake came to the house. And this week, we are jumping into Season 5, and both of those subplots are still very much alive. There's a lot of other things going on, and there's some new characters, there's some characters we don't like, there's some characters we do like, and... Uh, some relationship drama, as always. Classic talent. So, tune in and enjoy. And we're back again. Here we are, still doing Downton. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up our coverage soon, but, you know, for now, we are in the cut of watching random Down Abbey episodes at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think you could just look at your calendar. I mean, it's no surprise we're nearing the end of a month, and after doing this for a, a couple weeks, maybe maybe in June, things will finally change. We'll talk more about that next week. It's been more than a couple weeks. This has been like a solid month now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we did it last year. We did a full month of Downton re- rewatches. So. It's what comes easy to us. And it's like people are interested. I feel like we're getting a lot of uh, conversation about. It's what the people want here, and we're it not going to tell is. them no. <laughs> no, I mean we're going to tell them no in a couple of weeks, but we're going to give them something else. So we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, and you know we talked about reaching out to Young Peg last week. We 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 mentioned on our Instagram that the carpet is open for us to to talk to him, and he commented with a thumbs up and liked the post. So. <laughs> It's just a matter of time before Dave and I uh, put the wheels in motion to try and make that happen. He's going to be the third Lord of Grantham. We'll see. We'll see. We we gotta we gotta talk to him first. <laughs> it, I it's say all, it's all been winks and nods so, thus far. He, he I I will say I followed him on my personal account. He followed me back, and he's been looking at my stories. So he's been winking and nodding at you. I don't know if he's been winking at my stories. Really, aren't pictures of me all that often, but. Okay. The man, the man's been seeing my like Spotify <laughs> screen caps and stuff like that. So here's what I'll I'll say to our Lords of Grantham loyal listeners: mm-hmm. Go follow John C. Elmore on Instagram. Just do it. He'll follow you back, and you don't even need to say we sent you. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, where John C. Elmore? I'm gonna screen cap his follower follower number right now. Now I know we're not the most prolific podcast in the world. But this man has three three hundred and thirty three followers, which okay. is pathetic because he's young. Peggy should Come have on. way more than Don't that. Don't say it's pathetic. It's you know he's living his life. It's it's, it's unfortunate considering he's young. Peg. Mm-hmm. We owe young Peg as well as John C. the man, the the Lord's Grantham rub. So go on if you're listening to this and you're on the gram, and follow John C. He's got a lot of pictures of his kids. He's got a lot of pictures of his friends. His Vintage pictures of his family. He seems like he's a, he's a sweet guy. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's out there. So we'll we'll see. We'll see about connecting. But uh, but all you fans, then, do your part. Yeah, I don't think there's much else going on in the world of down. Really, it's uh, it's a little low key at the moment. Yeah, we're we're in the calm before the the production photos and the trailer and plot leaks and stuff like that. So. What better time to be revisiting it than before this all starts? It'll give yeah. us something uh, 
Downton segments when we're covering other shows. The storm is coming, and we better get home quick. Yep. And that home this week is season five, episode five. Now, Dave, you asked me what episodes should we do this week, and you said we hadn't watched any in uh, season one or season five this round. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of briefly looked over things, and all I saw was that this episode had Brickers in it, and I was like, all right. Let's give it a go. I'm not sure which Brickers episode it is, but we got to see what's going on with that man. Because the thing I, I, I'm finding with uh, our, us revisiting Downton Abbey is just the carousel of people who come in out of their lives, and they're mm-hmm. all memorable. Like every single one of these people that we're seeing, it's like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, Lang. Right. Exactly. How could we forget you? So this episode is full of them. Absolutely. It's very much a standard middle of the season episode where it just kind of moves plots along. But a lot of moments in them. I mean, there's there's one the one one of the greatest moments in Downton is in this episode. Oh, absolutely, and it does conclude one story thread. Two. Two. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Where do we want to start? All right. Um, let's look. You wanna you wanna talk about Atticus? Uh yeah, you know it's raining. The storm's coming. Uh huh. And you got to get home. And there's quick. thunder. <laughs> yeah. So Rose is leaving her, where she helps the, the Russians. You know she she does some. She's leaving like a bakery with a bunch of food. That's where she's leaving. And uh, she runs into a, a a gentleman. A Jewish banker. Cinderby, is his last name. <laughs> and. I said this last time. No, it's time. Aldrich. It's Atticus Aldrich. Right, Atticus. I said this last time we watched the episode, and it stands out even more this time. What poor writing for this meet cute. It's just like this guy just happens to be there when she is exiting the shop and it's raining. And it's like, what are the odds of that happening? It just seems like so just, I don't know, lazy <laughs> is the way mm-hmm. to put it. And there you have it. There you have a future Downton couple, ladies and gentlemen. It's It's... Cinderby, uh, Atticus Cinderby, and, and Rose. So. Atticus Aldridge. Yeah. And that's, I mean, she takes him to work to, to meet the Russians, and they don't seem too pleased about him, uh, given his religious background. Uh, yeah, well, the, the, he's, he's part of the Jewish, like, what would exodus of, uh, of Russia? I guess you could say that. And, and uh, Kerrigan is there, and he's like, sorry for my friend who doesn't like your kind. Uh, I'll go take care of him. And uh, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because does, Rose doesn't, doesn't even, even invite him to the party later. He's just like, well, that that happened. I guess we should take note yeah, of Yeah, because he's guy. moving back to London, so. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what happened with uh, Michael Gregson and Edith. In the, is it Michael? Not, my, not Michael. Is, who's the one she winds up marrying? What's it? Birdie, it's not Michael the, Gregson. The one who Birdie, comes back. yes. It's like yeah. Birdie with the newspaper. Sorry, they're also. It, it sounds like Julian has a way of you know making these people uh, get together. You know, <laughs> he's a mastermind in the in the writers' <laughs> yeah, room. I don't know how. There's he, no writers' room. It's just him in a big table alone. Yeah, how does he laughing do? Laughing to himself. Yeah, he has a big whiteboard with arrows connecting one character to another. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So th- that happens. Uh, let's just. Uh, I feel like I, I I don't think it's that. Um, Contrived, considering that it doesn't end. The episode doesn't end with them like married, you know. No, but I mean, in terms of ways of meeting people, 
it, it's just like that guy literally has to be standing right there waiting for someone to exit to be like oh you need help there it's like how would you notice in the pouring rain because it's really pouring that like but it's a doorway he's literally coming around a corner all right well, call julian maybe john c can give us a little insight on yeah, what, we'll, what it's like we'll see we'll see uh other small stuff going on mosley is asking baxter to know the truth about her secret <laughs> oh yeah this is a w- random subplot to get dropped in on so cora already knows and cora says baxter's good by her yeah and so she tells him the truth and he's like well you're innocent by based on what you just told me you know you're you're all good you you don't have to worry about anything why'd you spend a season and a half uh, keeping this to yourself and letting peril lord over you and you know she looks at the camera and she's like i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Julian didn't. He had nothing for me that week. Well, then Julian walks on camera, and then he formally apologizes for that storyline. He's like, "I don't know. I was just trying." In season four, guys, don't don't hold it against me. And then he walks. But did you off see? Did, did you see what I did with the guy walking to see Lady Rose at the door? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. Um. So yeah. Are there commentary tracks with Julian? I don't believe so. I mean, your mom has the DVD sets, correct? I don't know if she still does. What, what would she have done with them? I don't know. What everybody does with their physical media, you get rid of, you donate it to Goodwill or something like that. Well, I, I should see if the if the movie has a commentary track. That is a, that's a must for us before number. I two. don't believe it does. I got the the t- double disc. Maybe it'll be on the double disc. I don't believe it does. All right, hey, I'll check when yeah. we're done recording. And Julian, it's it's top dollar to get that man on the line. Speaking of top dollar. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm trying to use that as a, uh... Oh, speaking of top dollar, Lady uh, Isabel might be a, a top dollar member of society. Maybe. Also, I just checked. It's a it's a commentary from the director, but not Julian. Oh, okay. So, calm down. Well, speaking of top dollar, mm-hmm. Isabel might be moving on up, but the Dowager does not want to own up to it she's a little bit jealous yeah she's and this this is a real smack dab in the middle episode where it is just a even within the episode this isn't resolved mm-hmm. because the dowager recruits dr clarkson i mean this is a really who's who a lords of grantham favorites in a lot of ways yeah dr clarkson comes in and she just wants dr clarkson to suss out whether or not lord merton is the real deal mm-hmm and it's funny that she goes to, to Clarkson for this, as if he's the guy because, who knows Well, best. I mean, she, she's definitely meddling, because she knows that Clarkson has got the hots for Isabel, still. Mm-hmm. And Clarkson, basically, just after some conversations about the hospital, Clarkson, or Merton is, like, on the level. And that's what Clarkson has determined. Yeah, I mean, Clarkson gets to meet him. Uh, he comes over with the Dowager there. They go to the, his house. And it's like, yeah, this guy's a-okay uh, by me. Um, and then even the Dowager has to concede she's afraid that she agrees. Maybe they'll be okay. Maybe Isabel will be moving on up in society. I just don't understand, and this is just my own bias. Why doesn't anyone ever comment that Merton perpetually looks like he's petrified? Like, he looks like he just witnessed something that horrified him and left his face that way. He just looks perpetually just, like, stunned or just in shock and I, I I don't know it's just a weird look on his face I've, I mean Did anyone else see he's that just, he's just thrilled to be around Isabel 
that's that's your look when you when you're around someone you like you just uh. yeah i've been wearing a mask for the past year and a half so you you know <laughs> now it's a lot easier to hide yeah now you pull the mask off and it's just this perma grin and your eyes remain wide open <laughs> that's it yeah uh anyways. it did remind me that i that i like lord merton that i think i think in in the big picture of the show as a whole he kind of gets the the wrong end of the stick but I think he's a good character, and I think he, d- okay. he does a lot in his his little run. Yeah, I, n- I never fell for the dude, but I respect those who who like him. I mean, he, he's a nice enough guy. Clarkson approves; he must be okay. What, what can yeah, I say? Yeah, and Clarkson's not gonna approve easily because that's his uh, his his crush. Right. Well, I think he's kind of moved on at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I'd hope so, it's, at least. Speaking of moving on, mm-hmm. someone's moving out of Yorkshire. Well, who's that? Oh, it's the the bunt, right? Yeah, she's up to she's up at bat, and she's gonna bunt. Yeah, so this is uh, concluding a storyline here that, thankfully, we've managed to skip over all these episodes that we watched. Uh, Branson uh, says his, you know, that my vision for this country is different than yours, uh, bunting or whatever. He, he's just kind of like, I'm just gonna, you know, stay put. She says, "Don't think." She, he says, "Only a Sith deals in absolutes." Mm-hmm. Well, she says, "You must loathe the family," and he says, "No, nah, I don't." She says, "But, but you're you're socialist." He's like, "I know." And we do get a healthy reminder from uh, from Robert uh, early on, like, "Don't screw this up." You know, you've worked so hard to get here to be approved by all of us. Don't mess this up, Branson. We like you now. He's like, Look, I lost my my fun daughter. Mm-hmm. I lost. My fun son-in-law. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to lose you. you. I just, I just can't. I'm getting used to you. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just me and ISIS in here these days. Yeah. So. But there's also the scene. This is another. I think, I think these these random rewatches have made me realize how much I dislike Daisy. I, Daisy is so bad in this episode. Oh, I love it. I, I love because uh, we talked about this last time. It's just, you know, Branson's just walking through the house, and then the a, a door that we know is there, but it, just, it comes out of nowhere, just opens, and then it's Daisy like, Hey there, Mr. Branson. <laughs> Come over here. She's a Muppet. She, <laughs> she looks like be. one. Uh, she just looks like, I mean, as much as we joke about how old is Daisy, she very much looks like a child in this scene. <laughs> and and it, it's, it makes sense because she's talking about her teacher. Yeah. She's like, my teacher has a crush on you. Can you go please talk to my teacher? And she's like, you gotta tell her you love her, or whatever. However, she she speaks. <laughs> and and Br- Branton's like, settle down now. <laughs> That'll do. That's not, that's not how do. love works, Daisy. <laughs> That'll do, Daisy. Um, yeah, because I, I I forgot that bunting was uh, formative and, and Daisy wanting to learn and, and know more and. You know, before Mosley took her on uh, as a student, uh, she was learning from Bunting and becoming radicalized. And mm-hmm. as she tells Branson, we're the future, sh- you know. Uh, you belong with us. Yeah, let's keep moving forward. And Branson's like, man, I'm doing pretty good here. They treat me well, I'm eating well. He's like, look, you're bu- you're my underling. If I asked you to sweep my floor, you'd have to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I- get out of here. Then, uh, is it Carson catches her and Carson's like... Yeah, he, no, he comes in with, like, a, a cane and just yoinks her back, you know, from behind the door. She falls down the stair. <laughs> That's the last we see of Daisy. <laughs> yeah. 
but I do like what Carson's just like, wait, what's going on here? And Branson's like, well, oh, yeah, you know, we just bumped into each other. Why was Daisy there? Who knows, you know? Carson lets it pass. But, uh, yeah, Better. Branson I mean, goes the good thing is Bran- Branson's not going to be a narc, but... No. He's too good. Yeah, so he does go see Bunting as she's packing her car. Another You want to talk about good timing in Julian's writing. This is the best timing. Yeah. I mean, she, if, he, if he went to the bathroom, he would have missed her. Absolutely. Uh, so it's that po- would be. Uh, can we? I would love that scene where Bran- Branson shows up in the car, like pulling away, and he's like, "Ah, but I feel so refreshed." <laughs> I had to hit the bathroom before I went and did this. I just couldn't help Mo- it. Mosley had to wipe me. <laughs> uh, so, so he gets her fresh and clean, and uh, you know he gets to send her off and tell her, like you know. It's a, it's a shame it didn't work out, but I'm I'm who I am now. And she tells him, "Well, I wish you had met me before then, but it, it is what it is. Let's kiss." He and says, "I'm I'm rich." He says I'm that. I'm rich. Oh yeah. He just pulls a wad of cash out and he goes, "This is mine." <laughs> I can't say no to that. Uh, and yeah, he's rich, and he clicks his heels and he, and he says goodbye. He gives her a little smooch. Oh, it's it's a it's a good kiss, I'd say. You know. Francis has the most luck out of any character on this show, aside from Lady Mary. I mean, Lady aside from his one. wife dying, uh, I, I would say, yes, he's very lucky. <laughs> he's really swung upwards. Yeah, I mean, e- Edith has a good a good uh, roster under her belt, but a lot of them are dead or, like, Aging. poor people. <laughs> yeah. Branson gets it just right. Yeah, Edith really only has, like, one good one. Two, I guess Michael Gregson's good. Oh, absolutely, Michael Gregson's good. I mean... Yeah, it's Gregson, it's Drake. Gregson, then Birdie. Birdie. Drake. And uh, old man that we can't, yeah, yeah, Anthony Eden. Not Anthony Eden, that's the Prime Minister from the Crown. And and P. Drake, Um, or uh, P. Gordon. Oh, what is his name? No, it's it's Sir Anthony. Sir Anthony, Strahlin, not Anthony. Yeah. Yes. Let's not speak of him ever again. Um, Yeah, I'd say she's two out of five. She's batting 200. Branson, though, meanwhile, he, yeah, he's got Bunting, who's annoying, but she's a looker. Good looking. Yeah. Braithwaite, Sybil, same thing. Great. Braithwaite, same thing. The woman. And in the movie. Yeah. So he's actually he's, been batting a thousand, I'd say, Branson. He's, he's four for four. And I think yeah. Mary might be Pamuk. Mm hmm. Matthew. Mm hmm. Tony Gilliam. Yep. And then. Uh, if you. Does Charles Blake give he, him a smooch? He doesn't get the full smooch. No. And then they only get the hog, that's and then Matthew Good. Yeah, Matthew Good. So that's that's four for three for, for four for four. Almost, yeah. Half, half, almost? half credit to Charles because I don't think he gets the deed done. No, but that's it's Matthew, Kamal, um, Tony Gilliam, mm-hmm. and Matthew Good, Henry Talbot. You're not counting Charles. No, I'm not counting Charles. You have to count him. He, he's he he's almost there. So so then he's that's four and a half. Right, and that's what I'm saying. She's like batting. So, and, and, but but no, you know what? Evelyn Napier pings cancels out. If, if people like this conversation, yeah, I know. If people like this conversation, uh, oh, wait, Richard Carlyle, we're forgetting him. Oh, no. <laughs> she's she's that, that lowers that, her battery rating a little bit because she no, it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> well, she it doesn't get the deal. It. Doesn't close the deal with them. So she doesn't close the deal with them. Charles. Oh, I guess she does close the deal with everybody else. She. Right. I don't think she even kisses Charles. No, exactly. So. If you like us conversing over who has the best dating history on Downton Abbey, let us know and we'll do more of this. Uh, Lady Ro- Lady Rose does pretty good for herself too. Yeah, 
Yeah, she absolutely does. Uh, but Bunting sees her way out, I think, just in time for the show. She's a drag every she de- time she's around. She definitely overstays her welcome. Yeah. So, good thing she's gone by this point. I feel like anyone that touches an e- a Daisy plot, aside from um, the old guy, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, uh, Alfred, Mr. Mason. Alfred, uh, Mr. Mason, yeah, his his father, that guy, is is uh, brought down. Patmore has a real struggle to stay afloat in a lot of these Daisy stories. Yeah, but thankfully, in this episode, Patmore has some a good plot. I would say, kind of good, bittersweet. She's received an inheritance. Yeah. She doesn't know what to do with it, so she goes to a man. This is the thing that confuses me. I mean, is there a scene where she asks Carson for his advice? So much, or is it so much as Carson approaches her with his advice? No, it's the it, the first scene where she comes in and is Hughes and Carson oh, that's in right, the room. That's right. And that's she's like, she "I need to ask for advice." And Hughes is like, "I'll leave." And she's like, "No, you can stay. It's just about it's a money thing." And then, then later in the episode, she's like, "Why did I ask Carson? Oh, it's because yeah. he's a man." Right, or he just happened to be in the room at the time. <laughs> So uh, he says he says invested building. I, I I love that we get a scene between Carson and Robert, where Robert is just talking about the fortune that can be made on, on buildings and stuff, and it, that scene only exists so Carson can, can have the bright idea to share that news with Patmore. I want to see more musings from Robert to Carson, where he's just talking yeah, about like, things in the world. Carson's got to be like ten years older than Robert, right? Absolutely. It, it, yeah, as, in the movie, it definitely makes that clear. He's he's. Carson's what early sixties, and I would say Robert's what late forties, early fifties. Yeah, 50s? I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And but, Carson's like, oh yes, yes, wonderful idea, Robert. <laughs> Robert, what do we call him, yeah. Robert? Hey, Robert, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Robbie, my boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he you know he tells her about the this building uh, thing to invest in, and Pat Moore's just like, I don't know. She's like, that doesn't sound like my speed. No, no. Apparently there's a nudist colony in Essex. Maybe that's the place where I should invest in. Oh, yeah. Well, Dowager's like, what is that? <laughs> what a way to kick off the episode. They're so weird. I don't know. It has Julie, Julian must have seen a headline on like Huffington Post or something that morning. That's like, nudist colony. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> or he just gets his, gets his uh, kicks just thinking about that. Like, oh, yeah, that exists yeah, out no, there. You got to – Why? he might be at the nudist colony typing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not an, uh, out of the realm of possibility there. Um, yeah, so, but back to Patmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, she winds up uh, looking into a house yeah. that she can rent and then eventually, like, sublet. There's a couple bedrooms. Yeah, it's a fixer-upper. She could turn into more. And, you know, there's a bit of consternation over how do we spin this to make Carson feel like he was included in this decision-making. And they say, well, his idea about buildings uh, led her to this one. And Carson's just like, Wow, he's not thrilled. No, he's okay with it. He's pleased though. He's like, you know, he, I think he's a little annoyed that that she didn't take his advice. Well, no, he he, he comes around and says, you know, he calls it a small help. You know, his advice as a man of the world. You know, he is. He, he feels, I think, respected. I think he, they they save the they you know they save face there. But there is the good scene where Hughes and Carson are walking around, and and he's he's like, "Do you think we're really out of touch, Mrs. Hughes?" And she's like, "Yeah, I do." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, and what other uh, what other lob balls are there? Here? Well, we got, um, you know, da- uh, Barrow is serving some stuff in the evening, and the Dowager comments like, "You look kind of ill, uh, Barrow." Yeah, and, th- and there's also a couple. All he's doing is just saying mean one-liners. Yeah, he's like the Dowager without any sense of fun. 
Yeah, he he's just comments, kind of moping around. He comments at this point. about all the stuff going on with Bates and Anna. Mm-hmm. He keeps commenting to Baxter like, "Hey, you still owe me. You're lucky." Yeah. And it's like, get out of here, man. Yeah, go 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 do your your uh, diseased thing or whatever that you're doing your right needle. now. And go shoot up your saline. Yeah, yeah, get out of the way. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he's pretty much just uh, not looking 100% himself this episode. Not at all. He's looking ghostly, and he's only going to get worse. Well, we'll see if he can fix himself. Sergeant Willis has come to visit. I bet you pop big for Willis. Not enough Willis, as I hope, because they, they, they hype him up like, oh, Sergeant Willis needs to come and see us, and then we don't get enough Willis. I was hoping for uh-huh. more. No, but I think Willis is the is the best part of the scenes that he's in. Oh, I mean, of course. He's the best part of every scene he's in in the show. Yes, and, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, <laughs> they, have to they have to question Anna regarding Mr. Green. Mm-hmm. And there's this, uh, this this inspector from Scotland Yard who's like asking all these hard-hitting questions. And, and he's like, were you in London on this day? And she's like, yeah, yeah I was. That's common for a lady's maid to be in London. Mm-hmm. And and the, the guy's like, I didn't know Mrs. Hughes says it's common for a lady's maid to go to London. And this inspector's like, uh-uh-uh, don't talk. And then Willis is like, hey, hey. She's cool. And, like, every time something happens that's controversial, Willis is like, hey, let's calm down now. Yeah. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Just breathe. Just breathe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what sounds he makes. It's something, you know, I feel like I get that effect from when I, when I see him. Just, <laughs> like, a couple of years later, he's like, there might be an assassination attempt going on, but I'm just going to, like, err on the side of caution, take the yep. day off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they pretty much just ask about where she was and what's going on, and they wrap it like that, and we get to see Bates talk to Anna. Uh, wants to know <laughs> what the inspector knew. Uh, Bates has a, a very good, a very good line here, where he says, "No, nothing bad is going to happen to ever happen to you again." I mean, he's not wrong, right? It's mostly upwards. Well, well, no, actually, I'm forgetting the the big thing, right? Yeah, doesn't she go to jail? Yeah, yeah. Immediately following <laughs> this, yeah, it's all it's all sideways from here on out for a little while. Uh, yeah, she still has. I mean, things start getting better for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, she's got to do some time to get there. <laughs> yeah, so base is a liar is what we're learning, he right? Like, oh, and, and the overpromise underdelivers. Yeah. So, okay. We're also kind of airdropped in the middle of this episode into uh, Mary getting dinner with Charles, and then Maybelline Fox. Yeah, cause she's trying to she's trying <coughs> to get rid of Tony Gilliam. Bless mm-hmm. you. Thank trying you. to get rid of Tony Gilliam. Yeah. And this is all part of a big plan. Uh, yeah, to get Gilliam out of there because a couple episodes before this, he threatened Mary, saying he would never let her go. Pretty much. Yep. And they kind of let her turn around or they're back on each other. Yep. And they incept Maybelline into thinking that, you know, she doesn't want Tony, but she really does. Great scene. Is it? I love it. I remember you loved it last time. And last time, I think when when we were watching this, I was like, where is this going? Is this leading to Charles getting back with her, with Mary? And you're like, no, this is all just part of a plot to get Tony and uh, her together and Maybelline together. Uh Uh-huh. I think this is a good one because it shows that, like, I think I think we all wanted. If, mm-hmm. if the heist did not make us want Charles Blake, this episode makes you want Charles Blake and Mary because he's just doing something out of the kindness of his heart. He's suave. He's totally suave. And it, he plays it so smooth. When Mabel Lane leaves and Mary's like, well, what are we going to do? And he, like, slides over across and Mary's like, well, we're still here. We're still hanging out. Yeah, and <laughs> like, he's like, all right, all right, let's well, keep on going. Where's the pork? Roasted, not raw. <laughs> 
And then oh, he's straight up. He's like, I want a medium rare. Yeah. We got to know his beef order. Yeah, he's ready to eat. <laughs> Good on that guy. Good on Charles. Underrated. He's great. He I, Charles on Ballers, great. Charles <laughs> on, Down. on Downton, great. Charles on The Crown? Not, not, not as much. But Charles <laughs> on the Downton Abbey Christmas soundtrack, amazing singer. Beautiful oh, voice. Oh, Julian. Julian Ovenden. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's in another show on Netflix that I heard is pretty good. What's that show? Uh, Bridgerton is what it's called. He's on that? Charles? Yeah. Charles? <laughs> not, not, not Charles from Fallout. <laughs> oh, I got confused between all the Charles we're talking about. <laughs> Julian Ovenden. Okay. All the Charleses and Julians. <laughs> yeah. Well, Edith is uh, very much in the throes of her life uh, in this episode with the drama going on. And and Rosamond shows well. Rosamond shows up because you heard rumors about what Edith has been up to. Mm-hmm. Right, because I think the Dowager caught wind of what was going on with the Drews in the last episode mm-hmm. or so. Uh, so she, Rosamond is there, and uh, you know she's consulting with uh, Edith on on what to do because you know they go to visit the Drews and the Drews aren't too pleased to see them there as always. Mm-hmm. To the point where. Uh when they leave, we see Mrs. Drew saying, like, she, this is exactly what we said. She's going to want to tout her around to her family. Mm-hmm. And I don't want nothing to do with her anymore. Yeah. And who who susses out, who, who susses out what's going on? Well, one moment, though. I do like that fight between Drews where he's just like, can you just leave me alone? Just like, ah. And she's like, no, you brought this on the family. You're you going to put s- that evil on Yeah, me. we're going to see this through, Mr. Drew. You can't just walk out of here. Uh tough situation for the Drews um, but yeah as you were saying Dave the Dowager says what are you doing here mm-hmm. what are you doing here Rosman what are you really Tell up me. to and she susses that whole thing out she says I, I knew I knew yeah and uh, Edith, is, Edith is making plans I mean well they, they start to make plans for them uh, Dowager and uh, Rosman they team up to say well, she can go to a school in France, and you can see her from time to time. We'll get her away from the Druze and living her own life. And this episode ends with Edith making a call to London. Yeah. And as we recall, that next episode follows up real quick on that storyline. Mm-hmm. She's about to take that baby and go far, far away. Yeah. But uh. Well, not far, far away to London. Yeah, far She's enough. Going to London. A couple hours. Uh. An hour or so, but um, that's the end of that storyline. I mean, my main takeaway with this is like Edith really cleaned up since the last time we watched this episode. I, I don't know if that sounds out of line, but it's like this episode or the last episode we watched. Since the last episode we watched, it's like season four. She yeah. absolutely glowed up having a baby. And I think that's true. You know, for a lot of people out there, you just find yourself after you know going through life changes. So good on Edith. Incredible depression because her man is gone. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I got nothing to do but just make myself look good. And, you know, that's uh, all we have sometimes. That's good, yeah. Good, good hold on to what you got. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, hopefully, you know, Edith is, uh, you know, she, <laughs> not much resolution for the Jews. They're just kind of in disarray right now. But Edith is moving forward. Yeah. And I know we kind of just sped through this episode, but. It's a lot of top level, high level stuff. We've been doing this for half an hour. We haven't been speeding through it much. Okay. I think. Are we at the main event though? I think so. There's not much else for us to cover, bro. It's really not much of a main event. It's. I mean, it's. It is iconic moment. It's a throwdown. 
Well, yeah, so so we find out Bricker's coming back yeah. to take pictures of the Della Francesca mm-hmm. for a book. And Robert's and going Robert's to a party. Like, what is with this dude coming back? And and Cora's like, hey, this is going to increase the value of this piece. We're going to secure the bag when we sell it mm-hmm. because of Bricker. And he's like, all right, it's all good. I'm going out of town. And he sees Bricker and he's like, I'm leaving. You're coming in. Peace. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Uh, and they really cut to the chase. Like, Bricker is barely there, and we see him stalking through the night because we've seen enough episodes now to understand what this guy's motivations are, what he's up to. Mm-hmm. He's looking for a Cora. He's got designs. Yeah. So he, he gets to her room real quick, and she's like, you can't be in here. And he's like, I could be, and I am. And, uh, and she's like, I'm, I'm asking you to get out, please. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no. He goes. He he acts. Right. She tells him no a couple times, and he he doesn't take to it, and it's not a good look for Bricker. <laughs> and I forgot how dramatic this is cut, mm-hmm. where we see him in there, and we see Robert come in, like, yeah, the dinner was canceled, so I'm just decided to come home a little early. Hope that's okay. Yeah. In that bright red outfit, like he is, he's coming Smoking. in. And then he walks in, and he's like, oh, what's good this man God. doing here? I, so, you know, they have a brief conversation where he's like, I think you should leave. And Bricker's like, oh, God, no, I don't want to leave. And, and the the thing that Robert does here that is so iconic is he's like, I, I, I think you should get out of here. And he does a slow turn to kind of open the door. But as he's turning, he just swerves backwards and swats back him across the back face. Fist. Total backhand to Bricker's face, which is totally appropriate. And he, then he jumps on him and he's ready to start throwing down. Yeah. I love that he puts his whole arm into it. And then he gets him on the ground. He's pinning him. Yeah. And e- Edith knocks on the door. It's like they couldn't they couldn't have found an, another. You couldn't have Daisy do this part. Mm-mm. Where it's like, is everything okay in there? And then Cora says, we're playing a stupid game. And I knocked over a lamp. I, I, I love that Robert is like menacingly holding Bricker to the ground. And they're you quiet. Killed him. How great would that have been if he chokes him out he dies? Yeah. He, they couldn't make a move. And but they're like, oh, no. Process, what do we do? Yeah, accidentally <laughs> kills him. It's funny though with that those noise complaints you you, you wonder what else have Robert and Cora gone up to that Edith has heard is that why she's so weird is she I was thinking I was thinking she wouldn't have knocked on the door if she had heard it before yeah you just wonder if she's traumatized by hearing all that stuff at night yeah maybe maybe that's why she she is who she is <laughs> but we also skip over the fact that like Bricker cut like lays into Robert mm-hmm. he's like you you don't treat her well right so it's, you chose you choose to ignore Cora and he's like eh, eh. <laughs> I mean, Bricker isn't wrong. I mean, he is. I think. I think he kind of. They, they've reconciled. They've they've had their ups and downs over the years, Robert and Cora. But they're you know mm-hmm. they're married. Yeah. But then Robert says, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, not gonna take it." Wow. <laughs> no, and he, that's great. Yeah, I kind of. And then he's like, "I'm going. I'm going to sleep in my dressing room." Which made me wonder, off. how big is his dressing room? What What is the bed in there? What's the bed situation? I think we see it. We've Probably seen the bed in there. A queen bed, a king bed. I thought yeah. it was just like a like a couch he's sleeping on. No, this is a mansion. You think this is his mansion? You think he's going to sleep on a a couch? He's in such a mood, and we see the next day there's a party going on, and he's still kind of icy towards Cora. Mm-hmm. Because he, I mean he he believes her, but he's still like you let I that leave man in our house. Alone. This is what you this you let him in with my room, where yeah. I sleep with my woman. Who's you? Yeah. 
He, he, like, Look, forget about Jane. Mm-hmm. This is about right now. <laughs> Me and I have you. double standards about men and women, and yeah. I'm mad. He is. He's heated. So that is that on that storyline for the most part. Like, there, yeah, there's a whole bash going on at the end of the episode because I, I don't know why. There's just a party happening, really. Yeah, they they just talk about it. They're like, oh, yeah. we're hosting again. Okay. It's like, okay. Sure. And that is the whole episode for the most part. Yep. Quick and easy. Good episode, Dave? No. I hated it. Oh, you sure? I, I I was miserable. I was legit like, you know how we, last time, I was like, oh, I was waiting for the pigs to show up. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. Like, Jack Ross is here. Uh, all this stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. Cousin Rose. There's Anna and Bates get to go on that date. Yeah. This episode, I was like, this is boring. I am d- nothing happens this, and until Robert and, and Bricker goes down. I was uh uh-uh. uh and Atticus and, and Lady Rose. Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah, I know we reflect more positively on season five than season four. This is very much like I said at the top of this episode, a lot of plots moving uh, for season five, episode five. Uh I, I wouldn't say it's bad, it's just like a necessary movement episode. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a middle episode. I think yeah. we were we were uh, attracted by the by the brawl, by the brawl, by well, by Bricker, by Charles Char- Mabel Lane Fox, by yeah, all these names that come in that are like interesting. It's one of those, it, it, it did not it did nothing for mm-hmm. me. I was not a fan. Well, all right, well, I didn't hate it that much as you. Did. I mean, I didn't hate it. It's Downton Abbey. It's it's. You said I you hated say, it a few minutes ago. I, well, relative to okay. Good Downton Abbey. But it's, you know, like, boring episodes of The Crown were unbearable. Right. Boring episodes of Downton Abbey are... Disappointing. Like, it's just like a... It's like getting a Hershey bar instead of a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Like, no, it's like watching a wrestling pay-per-view where the card mm-hmm. is stacked, and then, like, everything is eh, except for, like, one match. That's true. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Julian Fellows, big big wrestling fan. Absolutely. All right, so let's get to the power rankings. Who you yeah, got? I feel like, all things considered... This is a very strange episode when you're doing the power rankings because yeah. so many things are left unresolved. Right. So, who do you, who do you got, Dave? Going down at number three, I got Barrow. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like he we're starting to see the effects of this this um, cure that he's taking, and we see how he's sort of um, down to the level of just like snipping at people like he has lost all of his gas from the o'brien era he's yeah. he's pathetic he's running on fumes absolutely what about you who's who's going down i got the three? dowager mm-hmm. she uh you know she's not gonna be able to stop the, these two irresistible forces of uh merton and uh isabel so yeah she's she's but in be... fairness she does suss out suss out edith that's why I ca- she yeah. didn't go on my ranking. She that's okay. a that's a noble effort. She's going down a peg either way, though. She already did lose a peg. <laughs> Absolutely, lose number two. Chauncey, uh, I got I got Mabel Lane Fox. Really? <laughs> she gets brought in and they play her like a fiddle. Charles Charles plays her like a fiddle and mm-hmm. then turns her around and sends her off and says, "You know, this is all part of the plan." Okay, well, if it leads to love, then it's all worth it. So you know, who knows? Not with Tony Gilliam. That guy's rotten. That guy's worse than, uh, yeah, worse than Richard Carlyle. Yeah, he's not. He 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 actually might be. Yeah. Well, number two, I got Bricker. He gets clowned. (laughs) Doesn't get his way. That's true. I. 
to me is one one scene. The Mabel and Fox scene is real good. The Brooker scene, he just gets punked. Yeah. So that's your number one. No, my number one is Edith. Oh, really? Because Mister Drew's like, no more coming around. And then it, her all the all her support structure is like, hey, no more. No more baby. We're sending her to France. Mm-hmm. Well, who's number one for you then? Well, it's the Drews. This is, you know, they're getting the, the child <laughs> taken. Bad. The jo- t- child is being taken away from them, and they are just miserable Had, together. Hadn't happened quite yet. Okay. All right. Well, it's uh, it's about to happen. and they If can, we could forecast it, yes, the Drews. I would say Mrs. Mrs. Drew more than Mr. Drew because Mrs. Drew is in the dark about all this stuff. Mr. I don't Drew know. At least, I would, Mr. Drew at least knows what's going on, and he's being manipulative well, in unintentionally. Mr. Drew's going to be in the doghouse for quite some time, so Oh jeez. Uh, yeah. You're telling me. So. U Tree Farm is going up to the highest bidder. <laughs> Absolutely. Mr. Mason, we're taking calls. <laughs> well, who's going up for you? Well, number 3 I got Rose. She met a man. There you go. <laughs> that's that's simple. Uh, going up for me? I got I got Charles Blake. Okay. This is a great one scene. He he sets a plan in motion and orders this beef medium rare. There you have it. Boom. It's great. He's my guy. I was so happy to see him this time. Actually, not be some sort of a nudge like he is in season four, episode six, when we saw him last time. Yeah, he's on on the ball. Yeah. Well, number two, I got Branson. uh, Okay, fair. He makes a a good, strong choice of just like, you know what? I'm moving on. I'm going to take one last smooch. One first one, too. Does he take a first one, too? I think that's his first kiss with her. I don't think he kisses her before. Oh, then. that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he snogs her, and he wishes her well. He looks like a gentleman, and he knows his way. You know? So good for him. Okay. Ignoring that, immediately following this episode, I think he starts to talk about leaving and stuff, right? <laughs> He's talking about leaving in this episode. Yeah. So, anyways. Number two, I got I got Mike Tyson. Okay. Knockout kid, Robert. Well, he's my number one, Robert. The guy okay. guy gets a TKO. I mean, what can you say for the man? He, he's great. He didn't have to call it's an ISIS help. Great scene. Yeah. The party ended early. He comes home. I also feel like Robert's home. in a lot of this episode not even doing anything. He's just around. He's talking to Carson about investments. Uh, he's talking to, to Branson, giving him advice about you know where he is with the then family then I, not screwed I, I up. I guess we got to give him props for those, those scenes, too, because his influence is, weighs heavy on all the other oh, he, he is the influencer this week on town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he can't be voted out. No. <laughs> Well, my number one is Patmore. This is big, big, big money Patmore. Okay, yeah, she's Straight got the money. Straight to the moon. Yeah, she she's rolling in the money. She got what three hundred pounds or something quid? I don't forget exactly how much it is. It's but she's buying a house. Yeah, she is the the I'll million buy a house dollar for lady. I don't think I would. I don't think it would be a wise investment. I think it would be like a like a shanty. Airbnb. So, uh, it? The amount of money to fix it up would not make it worth it. I don't think a three hundred dollar okay. house. I, I, am I buying like a, a child uh, playset <laughs> house? It's like a tiny home. That's probably even too cheap for a tiny home. Yeah. Well, just for reference, last time we watched the show, I had Blake at number three, Patmore at number two, Robert at number one. So we had the same three. You just had them at different orders. Last time. This time I had yeah. completely different uh, three of them. Wow. So, well, that's that. I guess shows how uh, this episode is. Yeah, it's loaded. So uh, that is that. Dave, have you been watching anything else, man? Uh, just The Sopranos. <laughs> Do you find you're turning into a, uh, an Italian man? 
Well, I mean, I am a quarter Italian, but I'm definitely really? taking. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm definitely definitely talking like Tony Soprano in my head. <laughs> but what does that sound like exactly? I'm not. I can't say it. He's he's very profane. Okay. All right. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> that that show definitely hits all the Lords of Grantham buttons. Yeah. It's a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. Always different plots. All the other side characters. It's it's a. I, I think it's some some weird. I don't know if I just said why I got into it, but it's like everything in my life was like two podcasts that I listened to that aren't connected were like, oh, we're watching The Sopranos. And then my brother's like, I'm watching The Sopranos. And then some friends of ours are like uh, talking about The Sopranos. It's just like I had to do it. Yeah. And it's. I mean, it's not, and the episodes are not like Game of Thrones. Like they're like 50 minutes. I'll get to it some someday. I, I've just never been much for Italian mob stories. It's just never been. Something that like tickles my fancy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you fall in love with them, the Italians, very quickly. Okay, uh, I believe you. What about you? What are you watching? Any Korean dramas or? No, or? I've had a busy week, so I haven't really had much time to watch uh, anything. I have actually. My brother got a login to uh, Discovery Plus, so I've been going through some of the man versus food content on there. Oh man, is it? It's what's the guy's name? Was, Adam Richman. Adam Richman. They've replaced him with another guy because uh, he hasn't been on there for years. Um, Wait, because he, he didn't. He thought he was going to die or something. Right, right. They changed the concept to nation versus food or whatever uh, because he needed another. Oh, so people they just to take have strangers on. do it, right? Right. Some but, people do it. But then they had another guy come on and be the one to take it on, and he actually actually does a better job than Adam Richman at making a dent in the food, but ninety percent of the time never finishes it. But I remember there's there's one man versus food. I don't know if you saw it where like if you do the challenge you get a guitar. Oh yeah, there's always a prop where like you, you know you get your name on the wall or some silly thing that they give you for it, completing it. But they they make it like oh you win this guitar. This is a, and it's like a fifty dollar yeah bottom bottom barrel guitar. Right, it's so cheap, but it's so easy on Discovery Plus because you can literally just look through like where's the New Haven episodes. Just <laughs> just watch all New Haven episodes, knock them out. It's like is guy on there? Is that Food Network? Yeah, guys on there and everything. So you can literally just look at the diners and drive-ins for all the stuff in Connecticut or wherever you want to look at. And it's like this is great because <laughs> I only oh, want to look at stuff we, in New York so I can go we visit. Should, we stuff. should get guy to guy to go have like, uh, Miss Patmore's food. Sure, why not? <laughs> That'd be a fun crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy seems like that kind of guy. If you go on his Twitter, it's just him trying to infiltrate every piece of media out there you know just putting his face just in putting, things, so. putting his goatee on baby yoda and then yeah it's like so that. weird putting a bottle of donkey sauce and in, in, uh yeah wanda and division's hands yeah like, well, what are they up to dude you can just see him riding up to, to downton you know just like what up? yeah in like, in like a 1920 like a model t like yeah here i am that would be great <laughs> i totally watch that. we need we need a photoshop if any of our fans are, are artistic, let's get some fan art of Guy Fieri rolling up to, to the Oh, and if we clear. tweet it, there's a good chance Guy will will see it and be like, take it and run with it. He'll, he'll put it on his Twitter. We, we need to, the thing is, Guy's an opportunist. So we need yeah. to like post it and then wait for movie two and be like, Here Guy, check yeah. this out. And he'd be like, oh, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. But yeah, Discovery Plus, it's a pretty good uh, streaming option out there if you have uh, access to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that's this week, and you know where to find us on the Twitter, on the Instagram, uh, Facebook. We got a website, we got merch, we got a Patreon, uh, and yep. five star rating and reviews if you so choose on iTunes. Yeah, and uh, don't only find us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Find John C. Elmore. Yeah, we're we're keeping tabs. Follow him. We're bumping those numbers. Next week we'll 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 do another count. Yep. On the John C. followers, we'll let you know. 
So all that fun stuff and be good, stay healthy, get your shot if you don't have one, all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take care. (laughs)